Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? That's a, everything's in full swing, everybody. We're ready to go. We're in bloom. Everything's going great. Uh, plenty to talk about this week. Holy Dinah. Uh, every team, uh, every every team less the NCAA teams, we're in action. We'll talk about all of them. Navy, Towson, Stevenson, Maryland. We'll do a D3 wrap-up. We'll talk about the players. But, uh, yeah, whole lot of stuff. So strap in. It should be a good time had by all. We'll start off with Team Maryland as they had one game this weekend. And they played Philadelphia Hockey Club, PHC, as we will call it. And coming off a solid showing in the Worcester Showcase uh, Team Maryland definitely trying to build off that momentum and build off it they did against this relatively new squad in PHC. Maryland uh, kind of off to a little bit of a, a decent start, getting pressure on Philadelphia pretty quickly, making sure they you know try to assert themselves uh, fairly early, get everything going. Uh, they were out shooting Philadelphia 18-11 for the frame, but it wasn't until the last uh, minute of play when PHC got on the board with Luke Ross. Uh, putting one home uh, to make it one nothing past Colin Berkey. And uh, that's uh, that's how it was after the first, but Team Maryland grinded it out, got things going. And uh, Morley Phillips, who has just been tremendous in his rookie season in the EHL, gets his third of the year. Uh, coming off the right side, just ripping one home for his third assist of the year. J.J. Creighton, his fourth assist, and Tyler Hissong, his third assist of the year, uh, on the power play, tied the game up. At one, Team Maryland uh, continuing the pressure. A little bit of back and forth uh, for this one, too, as PHC started to uh, wake up a little bit more. Uh, they didn't have many, any power plays at all, so Team Maryland being very disciplined, and that pays off. It helps them, definitely, for sure, uh, late in the frame with uh, under three minutes to go. Uh, we got ourselves Sean Donahue all by himself. Rebound, I don't know how they don't give an assist off a rebound, but whatever, he puts it blocker side uh, past PHC's goalie cross Sherman and uh yeah two to one the frame PHC then they were on the offensive all the third period putting team Maryland back on their heels a little bit uh 15 shots on Berkey but uh boy howdy did he save every single shot and uh had a hell of a hell of a frame in that one and a hell of a game overall as team Maryland holds on to win two to one against PHC uh, big game for Team Maryland. You, you always want to win your home games. You always want to be able to, uh, if you have those close games, be able to win those close games because, you you know, even even giving up a point in how tight the division is, you don't want to do that. I mean, they, they saw their affiliate above them kind of deal with the same thing with the Maryland Black Bears. So they, they kind of learned from that and, you know, having a squad back there that's solid. And, I mean, you look at Lincoln Crosby and Colin Berkey back there, those guys are uh, solid in net too. So they got two solid goaltenders. To help them along the way, they got some pretty decent offense for themselves as well. So it helps a lot. A well-balanced uh, offensive for this team. Uh, moving on, coming up this week, they will take on. Coming up next for Team Maryland, they've got uh, a little holiday trip up to Sewell, New Jersey, as the 87s will take on Team Maryland at 2 p.m. on Friday afternoon, then on Saturday morning, 10 a.m., uh, Protech will take on Team Maryland. I guess a little Eastern Showcase, a little Southeastern Showcase, Mid-Atlantic Showcase, whatever you want to call it. But Team Maryland back in the fold. Pretty decent uh, matchups for themselves before they uh, return home for a Friday game. And then we got the uh, middle-of-the-week stuff 
after that. But we'll come back next week, talk about Team Maryland, what they did in this little showcase, uh, and uh, how much they can move on forward. Because even though it is early in the season, you always want to look at the standings. You always want to get all the points you get. And Team Maryland right now, second spot uh, points-wise. Of course, they have two more games in hand than ProTech, but they are just one point behind ProTech as well. So we'll come back to them, see what they're doing. Uh, haven't lost. Uh, I've only lost one game in regulation, so that's a big plus for them as well. So uh, let's uh, let's take a look at uh, them next week after the Hollowdale Showcase. The Naval Academy Midshipmen Men's Squad, the D1 squad, they had their home opener, and it was a raucous crowd there at McMullen Ice Arena. Uh, the uh, the cadets were all out there, uh, ready to go, cheering this team on. Hell of an atmosphere as Drexel comes into town. Uh, for their first uh, home, home game, first matchup in a, in a home and home, all kinds of fun stuff going on. But uh, still a lot to do for Navy, starting off uh, winless so far this season, but plenty of time to make up for it. They got off to a slow start last year. A lot of injuries were a cause of that. So they uh, got off to that one almost around, I would say, close to this time last year. They had a, uh, a turnaround after the Pitt series when they were down like seven or eight players. Uh, they had a turnaround after that point. Maybe this can spark something. But before we get to where we're going, we got to know where we've been. And that starts off with this one on Friday night. Uh, Navy gets into a little penalty trouble early. Back-to-back -back calls uh, against them. But uh, it didn't amount for much as Michael Rokovich, uh goes ahead. And, and what a play he made there. He, had a, he, he blocked it and then hit his man off the block. Gets a pass up from Justin Carl and goes coast to coast, uh, putting it home for a shorthanded goal, his second of the year. Justin Carl, his second assist, and Navy up one nothing early. Just past the midway point, though, the penalty troubles again, uh, rearing their ugly head as Nick Urbani for Drexel pots home his second of the year on the power play, and they are tied. But it was less than a minute after that goal when Justin Carl decided to get on the goal-scoring action. Uh, odd man rush coming up the side between Rokovich and uh, Evan Adams, and Justin Carl was the trailer there. He picks it up. He pots it home for his first of the year. Rokovich first assist. Adams first assist. Navy is up 2-1. to one. And then a minute 22 later, Thomas Kristinich, he uh, puts home a nice little power play goal. Great movement on the perimeter for that power play. Loose puck in front of the net. Kristinich uh, pots it home, finds a loose change. His first of the year, Riley Jamison on the assist. Rokovic, his second of the game for assist-wise on the power play. Matt Harris late in the uh, first frame, however, uh, gets the Drexel Dragons to within one with his third of the season with 30 seconds remaining. Uh, and that's how we did a very raucous raucous uh, first period uh, in this one. Second period saw Navy have a little bit more offensive chances, getting a lot more shots on, trying to get, uh, trying to put the nail in the coffin, keep that foot down on the pedal, but uh, all for naught as uh, the lone time, the lone goal in the period came on the power play. Again, more penalty trouble for Navy in that middle frame as uh, Nicker Banny puts home his second power play goal of the game, his third of the season, uh, just under five minutes into the second frame, and while Navy tried to uh, get that go-ahead goal, nothing doing despite out shooting uh, the Dragons 13-7. to It wasn't until late in the third period, just past the halfway point, when Drexel was kind of, you know, guiding the play along, as it were, uh, taking a little bit more offensive uh, chances, getting more offensive chances, 
uh, in this one, and Charles Dardry was uh, solid in net, uh, facing a lot of shots from different places, able to stop him. Uh, and Riley Jamison on the power play helps his goalie out. Pop-up rebound from a Michael Rokovich shot just pops up in the air, lands in the crease. Jamison gets the last touch, his first of the season. Rokovich, a three-assist night for him, including the goal. Uh, boy, howdy, a big night for number 11 there. Uh, and Evan Adams getting his second assist all on the power play as well. So two power play goals for Navy. Solid work on that one. Specials team's doing great. But with under two minutes to go, Jarrett Ortiz ties it up for the Dragons, his second of the season. And we head into overtime. Into overtime, great back-and-forth play. A lot of good chances. But, man, a heartbreaker with 19 seconds left. Matt Harris finds the loose uh, loose change, puts it home. Navy drops this one 5-4 to four in overtime. Doherty with a 37-save effort in this. A better outcome for Navy uh, in that you get a point out of it. I mean, it's great. you got to start somewhere. But again, something that they don't want to, you know, have to point here, point there, point everywhere. You want to get those two and those late goals kind of, uh, kind of sting just a little bit. But they had to shake it off early uh, because they had to go up to Drexel themselves, and they had to uh, go to Drexel for a nice little home and home matchup. Uh, they went to the class of 1923 arena and. Uh, dueled there and they got off to an early start Evan Adams 15 seconds so early that the the change of stream wasn't official yet Evan Adams scores 15 seconds into the frame and uh Navy up one to nothing you know people couldn't sit down you know everyone's you know putting seats you know putting the ushers are just holding people so they can't go to their seats anyway uh more <laughs> moving forward uh Drexel then kind of took advantage from that Drexel didn't get many shots, but they got a lot of power play time. Uh, two back-to-back power plays against Navy, and Pat McGinley was the uh, the beneficiary for both of them, scoring his second and third on the power play midway uh, midway point of the first period. Drexel goes in the locker room up 2-1. to one. Navy would get started early as they had a carryover power play in uh, going into the second period, and Kristinich uh, made no doubt about it. Uh, puck that was blocked in front, finds Kristinich's stick, puts it home for his second of the year. Rakovic, his fourth assist. Nick Allen with the second assist of the season. That puts Navy two within one. But uh, Nick Kestura tries to lengthen that lead, doubles it up with his second of the season for Drexel before uh, Sean Ostrowski pots one home for Navy. Um, just around the perimeter, just working it around, wearing down the Drexel defense, getting guys moving, getting a little cycling going, and Viola um, Ostrowski with the uh, nice little, uh, how you do, finds it open, puts it home. It is tied up at three apiece. Uh, I said Kostura's goal put him in t- up two. I can't do math. But Kostura's <laughs> did put him ahead again, again, on the power play uh, as uh, just at the halfway point, Kostura puts home his third of the year on the power play. Navy tries it as they might, could not get any equalizer before the end of the frame, and they go into the locker room down 4-3. to three. Third period did not go well, especially in the early going, as, uh, uh, boy, Anton Kostinski, he gets his first of the year under a minute 30 into the, the uh, third period, and then on a penalty shot, Nick Kostura puts home his hat-trick goal, his fourth of the year, 
And that's all she wrote. Navy uh, kind of stymied by the Drexel defense, only able to get on eight shots in the third period uh, to try to dig, and then just couldn't do it. They lose 6-3 to three in this one. Charles Dartery, 20 saves uh, in this one in the defeat for Navy. So, again, tough spot for Navy to be in. We're in that situation last year uh, and then found a, a extra gear after mid-October. So maybe they thought Wyclef was coming because he's gone until November and they had to be excited about it, and here we are now. Another tough matchup coming in this weekend, a home-and-home against Delaware, Friday night at McMullen, Saturday night at Fred Rust. So it should be a good one, two perennial powerhouses uh, in the uh, in the ACHA game. We will see what these two put forth uh, moving forward. Towson, they played this weekend. They had a double dip. They were at home against Villanova on Friday night. There was no broadcast. There were no tweets. There was no nothing about it. Villanova let us know that they beat Towson 9-1 to in this one. So... Towson dropped that one 9-1. to one. Um, Man, you got a feel for this squad right now. They, they, had, a good, they had a good start to the, to the uh, year last week. Big, big win. Uh, and then dropped the second one. And now they uh, have a tough one against Nova, which, uh, you know, Nova is, you know, pretty up-and-coming team, have been in and out of that, uh, of that whole thing when, when it comes to club hockey, that they've had their ebbs and flows too, much like Towson has, and, Nova on their way up. Towson's lone goal coming in the third period from uh, Justin Brown, who pots home uh, his uh, second of the year uh, for uh, Towson. And no assist on that at all. And Nate Burlow, 12, uh, 12, goals, uh, 12 saves on 17 shots. James Price gets in there for the second period onward uh, as Nova put up five in the first and James Price gets 16 saves in a no decision. Uh, so Towson then has to take on, go up the road, take on Lehigh University. Lehigh get out to an early start, 441 in. Michael Gresh, his third of the year, puts Lehigh up one to nothing. Just past the midway point, Drew Lustig gets his first of the year, uh, putting one home. Dylan Ballast with his first assist, I believe first collegiate points as well. And this is a shootout game. Uh, lots of shots taken from all over the place. And after Lustig's goal, less than 30 seconds later, Brendan uh, Karsnich of Lehigh gets the lead right back. His second of the year, uh, Lehigh up 2-1. to one. Didn't get any easier in the second period as Lehigh gets the first three goals of the frame, starting off 141 in. Grace, his second of the game, fourth of the season. And then more back and forth until the midway point. Sean Grant gets his second of the year for Lehigh. And then Grace finishes his hat trick three minutes after that uh, to put Lehigh up 5-1. Uh, to one. Right before Jack Callahan on the power play uh, gets his first of the year. Frank Meekin with his first assist of the season. Justin Brown, his third assist on the power play. Townsend 5-2 to two going into the break. Brendan Humphrey, five seconds in from Jay Harwood, uh, gets uh, his first Collegiate goal, Braden Humphrey, I apologize. Uh, his first collegiate goal, Jay Harwood, his first assist of the C, uh, of his ACHA career. That gets them within uh, within a couple. Gets them within two. Uh, then Lehigh subsequently scored two goals in six seconds with Evan Barr, uh, his second goal of the year. And then right after it saw uh, Sam Augustine, his first of the year. 
before Sean Grant gets his second of the game uh, and third of the year uh, two minutes after Augustine's goal. That puts the final 8-3 to three in this one. James Price, 42 saves on 50 shots as uh, Lehigh uh, also had a uh, hell of a hell of a time going as they had uh, 48 shots against. Towson putting on 48 shots, but only able to find the net three times. So, as it looks right now, Towson will take on, uh, go up the road to uh, the College of New Jersey, take on CNJ there, and then they have a home-and-home home against Temple on Saturday and Sunday. So they're up in New Jersey, back to Mount Pleasant, then back up to Temple. So a very harsh weekend for this squad. We will see what they can do, what kind of lemonade they can make out of the lemons they have seen so far. Thanks to Ryder University canceling, there was a little openness for Stevenson and Maryland, so they decided, you know what, let's duel each other. And they did that this weekend at Reisterstown Sportplex uh, with uh, the Turpins coming out on top. Uh, of this one, six to two, started off with Max Noonan, uh finding one home. It was tough to, you know, this audio, the the video and stuff. Good job by the Maryland Hockey Network to get it on uh, YouTube. But uh, Reisterstown Sportplex, tough, tough gig uh, to find kind of internet uh, connectivity. So good work on them to get some kind of broadcast up. But Max Noonan picks up the sh- uh, a puck in the slot, fires at home, uh, and that puts Maryland up early, just uh, two minutes into the game as the Terrapins looking to looking for blood early and often. A couple minutes later, Maryland keeping the pressure on, and Joey Takis, a name that a lot of us remember, that Takis name, very uh, keen in the Maryland hockey scene. Uh, he gets his first of the year. A weird bounce. Just uh, Newham took a shot. It ricocheted somewhere off the end. Takis finds the loose puck, taps it in. It is 2-0 Terps, and we're not even halfway through the first year. Minutes later, Noonan gets in on it again with a lovely play coming down the left side. Just fakes a shot, goaltender bites on it, and just leaves a wide-open net for a wraparound beauty. 3-0 Noonan, his second goal of the game is huge for the Terrapins as they go up 3-0 early on Stevenson in Stevenson's rink. And not for trying, Stevenson having some chances, a couple of breakaways, but uh, Henry Patelier with the uh, great stops in net and including a huge glove save in close. And that keeps Maryland uh, with a clean sheet so far, 3 to nothing as they go into the first break. Under a minute 30 into the second frame, Liam Eden just continuing to do work. Comes down the right-hand side, just lets one rip over the shoulder of Vitti. In net, and it is four to nothing. Terps, the route seems to be on at this point. Trevor Jake wanted to get into this, and uh, he was uh, right, Johnny, on the spot coming down the side, picking up a rebound, putting it home into the wide open cage. Maryland up five to nothing. Not too long after that, boy, howdy, we got ourselves a six nothing game as Tucker Healy takes a Lovely pass from Lee and Meaden streaks in, goes high, and it's six to nothing for Maryland. Not even midway through the second period. As Maryland just kind of taking over this game in a big, big way. Um, and they go into this and into the third period. 
And in that third period, Stevenson able to break through and able to break through early as just after Brendan Jesse rings one off for the blocker of uh, Patelier. Sean Blayett finds one in the slot, puts it home, gets Stevenson on the board, uh, making it 6-1 to one early in the third period. Then just at the, uh, the midway point, Zach Garneau coming down the side, trying to do a little cut play, gets stopped by Patelier. But uh, Mike Hughes there on the rebound. He puts it home, and uh, Stevenson has a little bit of life there. Um, but that is all she wrote in this one for this game as Maryland holds on to the 6-2 to two win. Uh, big, uh, big game for Maryland as they keep rolling on. Uh, onward and upward. Interesting schedule line, I will say, moving forward in this. If if you are to believe the ACHA website, um, Maryland plays Stevenson next on Saturday. Again, that could change. Things have been shifting around. For Stevenson, they take on Drexel on Friday night at uh, Drexel, and then they'll go to the Gardens Ice House to take on Maryland. We will have to see if those schedules change. Everything is fluid. Everything is water. Be water. The Naval Academy Women's Midshipmen. Is that how... What is the terminology? I I really want to know. Because, anyway, it doesn't seem... It seems weird. Anyway, the Navy Women's Squad, they went up to Fred Rust Arena to take on the Delaware Blue Hens in that uh, a matchup of the championship last season. For the DVCHC, a little bit, a couple new faces going on uh, with both sides, but this one Delaware gets the better of Navy in a three-one victory halfway through the first period. Cordella Busi with the uh, first goal for Delaware, putting them up one nothing. Even strength goal on that, and it one nothing as shots very low in this one, five to four. Very defensive matchup. Navy coming out on top of that one. In the first period. Second period, though, penalty trouble for Navy uh, all throughout the game. A lot of calls uh, against them. Uh, so playing shorthanded a lot, which kind of, I'm sure, led to some of the non-chances. But Lindy Beachy uh, gets the first goal for Navy this season, 138, shorthanded as well, putting Navy in, at even strength or even keel. With the Blue Hens, it wasn't until late in the second period with four minutes remaining. Morgan Thrust gets Delaware up 2-1, to one, and that's where it stood going into the second intermission in the third period. Carly uh, Marzano gets the deciding insurance goal for Delaware just before halfway, and 3-1, uh, to one, and that's where we ended off here. Navy outshoots Delaware 17-16 in this, but Delaware takes the final 3-1. to one. Sigrid Schwarzkopf is uh is the goaltender and she had 13 saves in this one a new era in net uh we will see if the defense is as good as norman schwarzkopf from back in the day i'm sure no relation whatsoever but a solid showing from navy uh very uh under uh under rostered it kind of looks like here as if you look at these skating sheets 14 skaters in this one so uh Interesting to see what will happen throughout the rest of the season uh, going forward. If it's just injury woes, is it just one one or the other? We will have to see for Navy. They're back at it again. 
Uh, again, a kind of an interesting situation. They're back up at Fred Rust Arena. There's a little bit of a showcase as they'll take on Liberty Friday, University at Buffalo on Saturday, and then Delaware again on Sunday before the Crab Pot Tournament later on this month. So uh, Navy's women started late, but getting things going very, very quickly, uh, and uh, we'll see how they fare during this upcoming showcase. Maryland's women's squad, they uh, took uh, took things to a whole nother level, taking on GW and a big, big win for Maryland. 13 to nothing is the final against George Washington. Uh, uh, just a week removed from being uh, down 13 to nothing themselves from U of Delaware. Paid back uh, in full, uh, but against the, uh, the, the, the Washington, uh, George Washingtonians. Unfortunately, no scoring from these games. I guess that they uh, ACHA doesn't like putting things going on. I don't know what's going on there. But 13 Cobb, the final on that. Uh, good showing from uh, the Terps women. And they will go ahead and take on Georgetown and Pittsburgh this weekend as uh, they get tuned up, ready to go. And then they'll have a little bit of a break before the crab pot as well. So... Uh, good showing for Maryland. Didn't let that 13 Cobb thing fool them. So congrats to them on their uh, victory. The Loyola women had a game as well. They were in the Reisterstown Sportplex. Uh, it was a heck of a heck of a Saturday in Reisterstown if you were there. Uh, the uh, Stevenson-Maryland game, the D2 game, happened uh, at 4. Then at 7, Loyola took on UPenn. And then uh, the nightcap was the D3 squad for Stevenson taking on uh, Catholic. So a heck of a time. If you were there in Reisterstown, let me know how it went and how you survived and if you were able to go on the soccer pitch. Uh, Loyola, however, the women did not fare very well against the Quakers as they fall 4-1. to one. No scoring in the first, though. Uh, Pennsylvania out shooting Loyola 12-9 to nine in that one. It wasn't until 50 seconds into the third. Uh, the first, second period, rather, Ansley Rexford on the power play for the Quakers puts them up one to nothing, but Loyola gets it back just before the five-minute uh, mark. Kaylee Cronin, even strength, ties the game up. Astrid Chase and Sophia Theodore on the assist, and uh, we got a whole new game, and that was until 24 seconds after uh, later. Uh, Katie Porzkowski pots one home for Penn. And they are up two to one. And then just before the five minute mark, five minute remaining mark, Fiona Power gets Penn up three to one on an even strength goal. Uh, after that, uh, yeah, third period was all Quakers at that point, out shooting the Mar uh, the the Greyhounds by double, and Fiona Power putting home her second of the game, uh, just past the ten minute mark. And that's all she wrote on that one. Grace Lundor with uh, with uh, thirty five saves. In this one, in the defeat for uh, Loyola. Loyola now, they wait. They will take on Navy October 28th. That's the first game, I believe, of the Crab Pot tourney. We are to believe. Nothing's really been announced for the women's Crab Pot just yet. We just know that it is hanging out there, uh, and we just need to know a little bit of specifics. We'll see how that all goes uh, in the coming weeks. A little D3 wrap-up in this one. Uh, I'm kind of just going with what I have for game sheets and, uh, oddly enough, not too much of them being shown up on the board, unfortunately. 
for this. So uh, we will start off with Salisbury. They took on PSU Harrisburg and their Pink the Rink event for breast cancer awareness. Unfortunately, Salisbury did not uh, did not fare well. 11-2 loss to PSU Harrisburg in this. Stevenson, they went to play Catholic, like I said, in the nightcap. They dropped that one 5 to nothing to Catholic. University of Maryland D3, though, they had themselves a time. They beat the uh, Catholic University the next night, five, uh, eight, or, or the night prior, the Friday night, sorry. Uh, eight to five win over Catholic. Carter Kelly had two goals and an assist. Jacob Fabiani had two assists. Goal and assist for Jordan Kearney. Hat trick for Zach Brodsky uh, in this game for the Terrapins. And Evan Jones with 18 saves in the winning effort as Maryland wins that one. Unfortunately, not as uh, not as keen the next night as they took on the Montgomery College Rapporteurs. And uh, they lose 8-5 to as Montgomery College had themselves a weekend as well. Not only was that win Saturday crucial, they won over Mary Washington University 18-2. Now, it's an interesting, interesting story in English. Uh, for Montgomery College, a two-year school taking on uh, ACHA uh, hockey. So shout-out to them. They're based out of Rockville, so if you have the chance, go check them out. Um, you know, support your local club team. I mean, you look at you look at with Navy and University of Maryland's D3 squads going to play at Capital One Arena. you got to support your local teams, right? Why wouldn't you? Um, so uh, also, finally, one D3 wrap-up, Johns Hopkins – uh, took out UMBC 8-4 to in this one as a battle of Baltimore County happened at uh, Mount Pleasant, I do believe, is where their rinks are at. So a uh, little D3 wrap-up there. Again, if we get score sheets, or if I can find score sheets, uh, I will uh, uh, give the proper accolades. And if I can't, I'll find the scores as much as I can. want to be able to focus on Maryland hockey as much as we can, get them out there, and uh, it'd be a good time for everybody. So if you know a D3 team and you're like, hey, there's this there's this guy in North Dakota who used to live in Maryland. He's doing a podcast. And they're like, those words shouldn't go together. Just pass along a score sheet. Just say, don't worry about it. Here's some score sheets. Just give some score sheets. So that's all we want. That's all I ask. It's a, it's a simple ask, right? Let's get to some players. And NCAA season in full swing. First weekend for many teams, especially out east. Uh, and uh, we'll start off with a little uh, women's action as uh, Julia Blitz back at it with RPI. Two games so far, both against St. Cloud State, both losses. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Blitz did not factor into any goals or assists in this one, but good to see her back on the ice in a more consistent role. Maddie uh, Cipolla, uh, she is a Bowie, Maryland native. She is actually playing for the Philadelphia Junior Flyers women's squad uh, this season. And they already had 13 games so far, seven goals and three assists for her this season. And she is committed to Northeastern University for next season as well. So uh, a, a big, big uh, jump there for the Bowie native. We will keep close tabs on her as uh, she moves forward in this season. Jumping back to juniors a little bit, Eric Charpentier. He took on his hometown team in the Maryland Black Bears. Had an assist on Saturday night in the uh, Titans' win over Maryland. Also 15 minutes in penalties and a fracas early in that game. So the Silver Spring native uh, getting thing, getting very, very up close and personal with his hometown team there. 
Um, jumping back to the women's side and Lacey Eden, uh, we didn't mention this last week because I didn't. The, the stats weren't updated. Lacey Eden so far has 11 points in four games. Five goals and six assists. Let's run this down from last week. One assist against Penn State on Thursday, the 22nd. Two goals and an assist against Penn State the next night, the Friday night. And then against Linden uh, Lindenwood, two goals and an assist on Thursday and a goal and three assists on Friday. She is the real deal. Let's put respect on Lacey Eden's name if you haven't already because, boy, howdy, she is a special player. So, uh, obviously, one to look for on that, and that should be an interesting happening there. Stephen Holliday, uh, who does say Glenwood, Maryland, for his hometown in his Ohio State thing, so we can claim him once again, ladies and gentlemen. Put the flags out, play the trumpet. Uh, he had an assist in his second collegiate game against Mercyhurst, uh, a 4-1 victory for Ohio State in that one. So Holiday getting things started uh, quick for himself in the uh, in the good old times that is college hockey. Bryce Montgomery gets a goal in his first game back at London. Of course, after being one of the uh, few the final cuts for the Hurricanes, gets sent back to junior. Makes short work of that. Uh, putting in a goal in his first game, ripping one home. Big number 57 getting up on that uh, as he is uh, rip-roaring. Probably not the place he wants to be, but motivation can be a hell of a factor, kids. Uh, believe you me in that. And that's all we have for the players. As uh, a lot of teams still haven't gotten going yet. Uh, Jack Spicer up with the Waterloo Blackhawks right now. Hasn't gotten in any games. Aaron Randazzo, Andrew Takis. Uh, Goaltending-wise, have not gotten into any games. Jarrett Tenorti, uh, Sam Annis, uh, the, uh, Jarrett Rossberg, who got into a big fight the other night. Their AHL season's about to start. So we'll have to keep eyes and keep tabs on all of them. Obviously, when we know, you'll know. Uh, and that's it. That's all. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it very much, more than you could ever know. And uh, we will talk about it again next week. Again, ton more action. And just think, Stevenson's NCAA squad start uh, at the end of October. So even more hockey to be had. Uh, check us out at Chesapeake HW Pod. Uh, that's a good time there. Uh, Facebook page is there as well under the same name. Not a lot of updates. That's on me. Twitter is kind of where I kind of put my jam and jelly for that. So uh, until next week, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show. Media Faction, part of Podcast Monsters. Uh, you guys, go ahead and have a great week. Stay safe. Stay out of harm's way. Play that clutch and crab hockey. We'll talk to you next time through. Peace.